The opinions expressed in these interviews are not necessarily those of YYC Records and its subsidiary. subsidiary. You, you don't expect like a clean, like, we're allowed to cuss, right? Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Why What We See, a show where we uncover, discover, and present to you the talent shaping Calgary urban identity. I'm your host, Telly Bomba, and in today's episode, we meet with the one and only Tweezy Ramos, hip hop artist, but who flows between pop, disco, punk, jazz, and many, many, many more animes. We talk all about it. Enjoy it and talk to your guests very soon. Thank you so much for having me. Beautiful home, beautiful studio, man. I'm excited to finally get get to do this with you, man. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I've been excited. I've actually, like I told you just before the we yeah. went live. Been wanting to get you. Oh wow! In the end of your since season one, we made it happen. We made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Finally, in all season it took four. is a, it's a pandemic, right? <laughs> we just right. needed the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> how was uh, how was this time with your pandemic? How did that did that did that mess oh, any of your plan? Did yeah, it definitely. To it? I mean, as artists, it messed up with artist plans and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, like there's pros and cons. That was the cons, you know shows bookings and stuff like that fell through but the pros and all of it i guess is like i've become a lot more diy like kind of learned myself on how i've been doing things mm-hmm. and how to make it better as well because i guess ever since i started doing music i kind of followed i kind of followed the streamline of like oh let's release record da, 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 let's do shows let's make merch blah, and stuff like that mm-hmm. so not having all of those to fall back on as like my usual routine i kind of learned marketing doing art my own art doing my own music videos yeah. video editing and stuff and these are things that i wouldn't have touched any otherwise but i'd be paying people to do because yeah. i never had the time to do it but now it's like oh okay i don't have a lot of money because they're losing work so but i have this these time this time now yeah. so let me learn this this and that so everything on the new record on the new album star crusader by the way star um Crusader. we'll talk some more about it very yeah, soon exactly mm-hmm. um everything on the new album has been a lot of like just diy stuff like shot videos by ourselves and yeah, stuff and everything was supposed heard. to be like really high budget two or three music videos that fell through it was like that's okay let's learn how to do this by yeah. ourselves let's shoot with our phones and <laughs> ourselves you and, gotta do what you gotta fun. do yeah you gotta do what you gotta do and like you know what i mean it's actually it's a fun learning experience too yeah, yeah right so there was some a bit of positive from this there was some positive i think that in the end you know like whatever we lost with during this year um whatever i lost as an artist i guess um I also gained a lot of skills that I wouldn't have stopped to pick up any mm-hmm. other time. Mm-hmm. So by mm-hmm. next year, things are going to be better. And I also like, you know, like things that I know that I, I didn't need as much as an artist. It's like, you know, you, you never you never take the time to like, okay, what if I start doing my own artwork? Da, 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 da. Yeah, what if I start right, doing right. these things, you know? And it's like, okay, it's doable. It's not It's not actually like, I, I didn't pay for any ads this year. Mm-hmm. Like usually, like I've been, I was big on Facebook ads prior like previous uh, year 
previous years ago and stuff like that but my streams has been and everything has been doing better like you know there's a lot more traffic and it's not even ads getting random people coming in and stuff like that so it's just like learning different things on how to like market yourself yeah yeah cool i'm gonna have to get some questions to learn more about this at least, yeah, at yeah, least sure. how you're able to get to some of those views without some of the ads sure sure because a lot of people talk about the need for the ads and the facebook and the instagram and oh my god some algorithm, is like, algorithm is messing us up big I time i mean um even just like recently i don't know if you know about this there's another update on instagram and mm-hmm. it like i'm like oh why is my stories cut in half all of a sudden my story views and everything and like people see less on the feed now and stuff it's almost like you know facebook they're almost facebooking it and stuff like that so they're always finding ways to just like i mean i mean they're spend more money yeah so so that you would have to spend so your reach is lower if you're like i don't know if it works for everyone an artist or like a business or whatever so you're forced to kind of like spend money on mm. the paid promotional posts right, and right, stuff right. like that. Right, so, right. yeah, so... It's crazy because you understand that it's their business at the end of the day. At the end of the day, and it's yeah. to... It wouldn't be fair for them or the survival of their business to mm-hmm. just give it stuff for free. Exactly. So you exactly. can target people, you can have a million people, but if you can get reach those million fans without spending any money, well, what's our purpose? Or how do we make sure that we give you the best yeah. product in the future, right? So exactly. it's a weird... Yeah, it's really weird, weird but I can, I can also see their strategy in it because the good thing about that is we see less spam. Mm. You know what I mean? Fair. So it's like, you know, the people that post like 700 things a day yeah. about the same things, we see less of that. We skip less and it's just better a more better newsfeed, I think, almost. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I don't know how all of it exactly works, but I see it coming from their point of view too. And we as artists, I think artists just have to adapt with technology and how things are working because if you don't adapt, you kind of get lost in translation and then you just kind of, you know, you, you get the same, you have the same pants. Right, right, You'll never right. be able to build or whatever, right? right? right, right so right. I've kind of taken it upon myself definitely since the pandemic. It's like, okay, I got to adapt. What are people into? How are people getting music nowadays? Mm-hmm. And learn as kind of, as we, yeah, grow, grow Girl. with it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you got us right in there with some interesting, interesting stuff, at least mm. when, it, when it comes to Facebook. And that's a bit what this is about to like, kind of like help people People get some information that they may have not have had in the past. For sure. Especially for sure. when it comes to Calgary and yeah. our dear city that we love so much. Yes. Shout out um, to everyone in YYC, man. All the know, artists. Shout out, out to too. the people in YYC. Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I know that you all, from what I've been seeing following you, uh, you're quite a bit in uh, animes. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, definitely drove that home. Um, <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> uh, um, since. I started the Flow Taco series, which I started uh, four years ago, 27, well, almost, I guess. Um, yeah, it was just uh, something we played around with, or I'm just like, yo, what if I start, you know, putting in my other life passion with my music uh-huh. and kind of drive through and like use anime as like kind of like my inspiration to, and I was still making music the way I used to make music, but it's just like, what if we take some inspiration in mm-hmm. that? And ever since I did that, I guess at the time it wasn't so big as it is now. Now it's like bigger now. Like there's a lot of people that are like using anime as like because mm-hmm. anime has become a lot bigger with urban culture. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. Um, at the time, like it was, it it was it existed, but I didn't see as many people doing it. When I started doing it, that's actually when I start to get more noticed as mm-hmm. like a niche. I start getting my more niche audience yeah, based yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. But not only the anime part, but it's also the time where I start playing around 
with other genres. So mm-hmm. not only did I do did I mix into anime with like the hip hop that I've been doing my entire like career, it's like, all right, what if I take like a little bit of my punk rock roots, yeah. my jazz roots yeah. and stuff like that. That's when I started kind of mixing mm-hmm. it, branching out. And that's when I find that it's not only working for me, but it's also the most enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. You have more yeah. fun doing that. I have so much more fun because it's challenging again. So yeah. it keeps me going. Yeah. yeah. Check out check out Tweezy uh, discography. Like, especially from Slow Taku to As He Goes Up. Like, mm-hmm. because the one just before F4 Star mm-hmm. had, like, a lot of jazz stuff influenced to it, mm-hmm. which was quite amazing. And for me to, like, whoa, okay. I did not know, actually, he had, like, the jazz influence, too, because I was more used to the punk. The, yeah, the, exactly. The, the hip hop style. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of jazz influence. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, what would you say is your favorite childhood anime? Um, oh, do you, 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 you remember favorite. the first one that you did? You, you know, you was like, man, I like well, this you know, one when you're a kid. It's not my favorite, but it's the one that got me into anime, yeah. and I think everyone else yeah. is Dragon Ball Z, of course. Okay. Right? Of course. So, of course, that's what got me into it. But as I started to watch more and I started to become like, I'm just this like connoisseur of anime now. Mm-hmm. And I think I live up to the name that I kind of give myself with like the otaku rapper thing because I've literally seen like. 300 series ever since so not only do i establish myself as like okay i know i I mix an anime with like our what what we put the beats that we produce and the theme and stuff like that is like i legitimately know the culture and i jump on that you know what i mean a lot of people they want to they want to rap about anime and stuff like that but they don't know the culture yeah i actually play at anime conventions and stuff to really drive that home um, but you know, yeah, like you were, you were asking, it started with Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. but right now I would say my favorite is something called Hunter Hunter. Okay. It's on Netflix. What's, what's Hunter Hunter about? It's kind of like the same thing as Dragon Ball, but a little bit more like, uh, it's newer. It's a little bit more like sophisticated because yeah. once you start to watch more, you realize that but that as popular as the drag, the, the drag, the, your favorite one is mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. It's also like kind of the most basic one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. it, yeah, it follows all the tropes and rules. It doesn't really break any boundaries at some point. It yeah. did in the 90s and it introduced it to North American audience, which is amazing. But yeah, uh, Hunter, something like Hunter Hunter. Hunter, Hunter yeah, Hunter, my Hunter favorite. Yeah. So yeah, make sure to check these. Hunter Hunter yes. and I'll make sure to follow and check some, some of that to see where we are. Mm. Um, Follow some of Tweezy. You make hopefully at least it helps us understand a bit some of the references that you have. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like and that. That's definitely like um, as much as I do the references and stuff, I also try not to alienate like my hip hop crowd. You know mm. what I mean? Because once I start going so deep on anime references, I also felt like mm, if I go, if I went too deep, it will turn off the regular fans. You know, that, that's not into anime, so I try yeah. to like keep it so that it's music at the end of the day anybody can like it but if you like anime then there's another layer to it but even if you don't i've never seen anime in your life it's still like good music at the end of the day yeah it's great music yeah i'll have to add great to it because this Mm, like compared to any other artists like here in calgary and uh, i've seen quite a bit you are one of those very unique artists that really mixing stuff together and genre which was very actually amazing to me when i check uh, preparing for this interview dude so, amazing thank you so much <laughs> uh, quickly Tweezy Ramos where's Tweezy's from Is are you are you from Calgary or did you move um, from another place to I Calgary I moved to Calgary I moved to oh, Canada when? Um, when I was 10 I moved to Canada but I was actually Filipino born so nice. English is actually shout out to Philippines yeah English is actually like 
my third language. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What's the first two? Well, Tagalog is first. I learned a little bit of this other um, dialect within Tagalog. It's called Ilocano, which for some reason non-existent. Like, I barely remember it now because oh, okay. <laughs> we never spoke it around the house. Yeah. But English was the third language, and I think that's like... Um, and I thought for the longest time that was a disadvantage to me, especially becoming a rapper and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. To me, you know what I mean? But that actually became an advantage, but I didn't know that till later on in my career because mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, uh, I get hit up by people who, who are like me at the mm-hmm. time, like at ESL their whole life and stuff like that, And mm-hmm. but they want to rap, but they're embarrassed because they have mm-hmm. an accent and stuff like that. And so it actually like became kind of... Um, what people go to me as. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. so if Twizzy can do it, then, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's very doable. Shout out to you, Twizzy, yeah. for this one. <laughs> Much love. When I, went, when I went to the U.S., uh, that's one of the things that prevented me from rapping. Yeah, Because yeah. I used to rap when I was in Ivory Coast. You went to U.S. first? Yeah, oh, so um, after Ivory Coast, after high school, I went to U.S. for college. Oh. And when I was there, I had, like, a little group and got more into producing than rapping because yeah, yeah. of the accent. Oh, yeah, 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 the accent yeah. And I had, like, a, I felt like a certain way about my accent accent with yeah. English yeah so I just went more into like producing mm-hmm. and uh, uh eventually I was like man I can actually do it the English thing too yeah dude your um, accent would sound really good like and then so that's so crazy like yeah. it works out now you know what right? I mean right? yeah yeah so looking at the, your discography man <laughs> shout out to you for the motivation on all the ESL people oh dude yeah y'all can rap and y'all <laughs> exactly. Can do it too, man. exactly exactly yeah no there's no nice. boundaries man there's no nice. boundaries amazing cool um as I was saying at the beginning of the in- the interview, uh, amazing music on the genre bending, punk, yeah. pop, hey. disco, rock, rap. Mm. Um, I love how you said disco. That's very, <laughs> very new and no one has compared that yet. Yeah. yeah for Star Crusader, it was definitely disco influences too. definitely <laughs> disco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember, I can't recall exactly the song, but like mm. I heard that when I was like, okay, he's on whatever is going on right now. Because there's a lot of disco music just popping out, like mm-hmm. from The Weeknd, uh, you oh, know, God, yeah. Lighting Light and yeah, the weekend all is, of them. Yeah, synth pop is... Synthwave is very big right now. It's starting oh, so to get that would be more the name than disco? Um, well, I think synthwave is like what they call, they start calling really 80s, 70s inspired music that's coming into today, like modern. And they're modernizing it, exactly what The Weeknd is doing. So it has that kind of 70s, 80s feel, yeah. the pop music. It's but they the modernize it. They have, tra- they have 808s. Yeah. They, have, they put some trap beats yeah. into it and stuff like that. So okay. yeah, so definitely disco inspired. Yeah, nice. yeah, and that that was big. That that weekend album was mm-hmm. big into writing Star Crusader. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I remember Jean Paliano tell me that. Oh man, disco is going to come up pretty soon, and I was like, oh well, yeah. You can say what you gotta say, but then eventually this year I was like, wow, most of all those albums have right. some disco influences. Yeah, yeah. Like again yeah. and again from the last uh, Katy, Katy Perry. Oh man, um, yeah. Miley Cyrus got some disco. Yeah, music. it is the the really the sound pop people too. It's like it's it's coming about, especially yeah. oh yeah, the Miley Cyrus one, hella di- like hella it's disco. Like, yeah. What is going on? So twenty twenty disco, but. Back to my question yeah. and on Jandra Benning, what are Tweezy Ramos influences um, as of artists um, mm. uh, that really influenced your career? Oh, you uh, man. Uh, so some of the artists that really influenced my career and like it's really all over the place as well. So one of the ones I would say at the very beginning is um, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Okay. So I listened to a lot of metal and just the way that they handled themselves on stage, off stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh Lincoln Park definitely yeah, in the yeah. beginning yeah like yeah. Chester Bennington was big on me wanting to scream and sing yeah that I didn't really tackle till later on um 
hip hop wise. Um, I find that I, I, it's always changing. Mm. So recently, that's an interesting question because I haven't had a chance to say this to anyone else really. But recently, I, I looked at, I saw a 2015 profile of me, a bio, mm-hmm. and it says for fans of Tech Nine, Logic, and Eminem, and I was like. That does not sound like me at all. Oh, like that is, I wrote, but I wrote that. So, oh, you know wow. what I mean? so wow. like that's, that's so. What is my influence as of today? If I yeah. was to say, so I was like thinking about it. And I was like, okay, my influence today. If I was to compare my music, would be Tyler the Creator, nice. Denzel Curry, nice. Danny Brown, and Lupe Fiasco. I think, and those are like, thank you, thank you. Those are like artists that's kind of like so far apart from each other but i think they're very sense. unique in their creativity they're so unique you're right? all of them beat selection to yeah, like from the beat what selection, they talk about their flow their too flow. and everything and i think but all those four i think is like what i listen to to get like my inspiration and my style wise as a rapper today like excluding like you know my rock influences and like my jazz influences i have influences like um like frank sinatra and all that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. kind of borrowing from each genre and i think is what makes me sound different yeah yeah, yeah. so that's definitely what became a mixed bag too right, like what right, i have right, right now yeah right right hey when i started i say unique you guys understand <laughs> a little why he's so unique especially yeah, in calgary so yeah. check out hey. twizy ramos on your favorite streaming platform and uh, get what back to me on the comments and all that let me know if yes, you're wrong know. on that one because this you know frank sinatra to some skip <laughs> let, let me tell you homie, homie homie is the ish um what's what what would you say is um Tweezy creative routine. Because um, you, 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 you did tell me that you, you do watch a lot of anime. And mm-hmm. with, in the world where there's so much distraction, mm-hmm. I'm quite interested in how you're able to balance all those. From watching anime on Netflix to writing about the anime to find a song to like do an album. and do yeah. the What would be the creative routine? Man, I would um, say like I don't force anything. I really go about with what's happening in my life. Like, I never tried to sound like... I don't even know what Twizy Ramos sounds like. Like, if I was to describe it myself, I can't really, like... I don't know because I feel like, what year? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. What day? Like, it changes every time. And for some reason, ever since I started the Flotaku series back in 2017, there's been an anime that I would watch that same year that would just spark creativity. And also, the mood would match the genre that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So every time, so when I released the uh, 2017 one, which is the original Flotaku, I was like, I was in like depression and I, I felt like alone and stuff like that. And I watched Death Note and I was getting, it was a, that, that's a really dark anime. Okay. And it was on in line with me being depressed and getting back into my metal roots. So that's when I mixed the bag. And then the two, the second one is an anime called Cowboy Bebop, which is like futuristic jazz. And for some reason, it connected with what I was going through in life. I was becoming a little bit happier and I was getting back to relearning jazz and singing again. Yeah. So everything has been like following up. And then the most recent album, Star Crusader, I was like late last year, for some reason, I started getting into like 80s music oh, and I was listening yeah. to 
I was only listening to like Michael Jackson and like the David Bowies and stuff and like I was listening to 80s and then I watched an anime that's set in the 80s and it like everything matched Magic. up and it became Star Crusader which is all like references within that anime and yeah so for some reason it's not even about like I watch an anime and I'm like oh I want to make some music based on that some something will just connect with my life and what I'm going through and it will just be like okay this is the theme that we're using Man. so that's why I guess I've always been stuck with like I'm old school with like albums yeah, and everyone's okay. like yo just do singles man just do singles yeah. there and then but yeah, I'm so it's into era. it's all about the single era that's popping right yeah, that's how you get like the Spotify streams and stuff yeah, yeah, but I just so. always been like I always like to create a body of work I like a theme yeah, and I want to I want to um, present myself as each flotaku is a different feeling, not just to the sound, but me as a person, like how I would dye my hair, how I would dress, how would I present mm -hmm. on stage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like each one is a different era in its own. And it's actually worked out because it's made me um, play several different types of gigs. So for example, I could play uh, a big festival with like, moshing fans one night but i could also play a cafe the other night because what do you want do you want flotaku three or do you want flotaku four right. then i could always just take a change my persona into that persona oh you guys want pop shit tonight i'm star crusader tonight right. <laughs> so right. you want jazz tonight i'm space cowboy tonight right. you're right so yeah, that's that thank yeah. you thank you so i guess that's where um yeah it's become more versatile right. within that strategy nice. yeah nice. Ooh. So, if you're joining us, we're meeting with the one and only Twizy Ramos. E Man, killing it on this interview. Um, so, I'm going to get into that latest uh, album that you re released, hey, Star I'm Crusader. Excited. I'm excited. Star Crusader. Like it, uh, like it a lot. Yeah, if you yeah. can take us a bit, because you say like you were into the like more 80s and mm -hmm. that was like the influence of it. Um Take us to like the setting of you just deciding to jump in with this project. Right. Okay. And like, how did the name come up to you, and how you was like, okay, I'm going with this, and here's what I'm going to do to get this to completion. All Give right. A bit, so the '80s influence. Um, I was just listening to '80s a lot, but I'm also saying to myself, okay, but this is impossible. I'm a rapper. There's no <laughs> way I'm gonna just make an album and just sing. Mm. You know what I mean? No one's gonna like that shit. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. I, I could barely sing and stuff like that. Like, I want to, but, and then it was, and then um, I went to go see Igor, Tyler the Creator, live in Toronto. And I don't know if you've heard that album or like see Just a Tyler few parts, but not the whole thing. I not heard the whole thing? Yeah, but, but I heard it's a very, very important album. And actually. it is a very important album because it's, it's so different from his style, his growth. And he took on uh, a persona, this Igor persona. That's why he wore the wig and the suit and oh, stuff like that. Okay. So he didn't need, he wasn't even Tyler, the creator at the time. He was just Igor. Igor. Um, okay. And that album is very 80s inspired. So I mean, everything was just connected. The in there. Right. And then he sang a lot more. It was more production based where mm -hmm. it wasn't so focused on like the the vocal and performance exactly as mm -hmm. much as like previous albums but it's all about like adding instruments uh how do we make the best produced album as much as possible and watching it live and be like yo bro if he's doing this and he's challenging himself there has to be a way where i can do this exactly with his deep voice yeah with he's his deep voice to, and stuff and then he's hitting high-pitched voice on like earthquake and stuff yeah. and i'm like okay so there has to be a way 
Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. this guy don't mess the one up. Yeah, I'll mess the one up. But I think that was the turning point um, to where it made me um, realize, okay, I, I think this would be the most kind of 180 if I did this right after a heavy trap and jazz mm -hmm. album, which was Sunflower Samurai. Um, this would be the most 180. And I love doing the 180 because when people expect Twizy to be one thing, I like to do the opposite thing, right? <laughs> right? To keep right. them guessing. Yeah. Um, and that'll give you longevity as an artist. Longevity, because um, exactly. That's one thing I learned from uh, Rest in Peace X. But one thing I learned from him in one of my favorite interviews is like to have longevity is like never make your audience come. You, you have to always make them think they're close to climaxing, yeah. but then when they're about to, pull it out, do something else. So <laughs> it's like dirty reference, but that makes a lot of sense. So I'm just, ever since I heard that, it's just like that makes so much sense because then if you always give them what they want, they're gonna eventually want something else from something. But if you there's always something like oh, I wonder what the next Twizzy's gonna be like. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really like this one. I wonder if he'll do it again. But then he doesn't. But then, then, then they'll be like, okay, say they don't like what I did with Star Crusader. There's always that chance I might go back to the Flow Taco 3 right, sound. Right, so they'll right, be like, oh, I wonder if his next one has some screen vocals in it again and right, stuff like right, that. Right. So I feel like, um, yeah, keep them guessing. And that's the longevity of it. But not only because you're keeping your audience guessing, it's also a longevity for me because I'm keeping myself guessing, right? right, right. right? I'm always challenging myself. Like I'm not doing um, the regular format within each songwriting sessions, each studio sessions, we're just doing the routine of like, let me write the verse. Mm. Oh, let's get someone else to sing on the hook. Right. You know, I've always switched it up. And I guess back to your question, the big influence also writing, doing Star Crusader was not only the anime, which is called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure anyways, um, it was really working with Rome and him hey, deciding to take shout me. Shout out to Rome. So man. shout out to Rome. One of the best in Calgary. <laughs> exactly. Calgary, like so many things, not just like so many things. not just being as a recording artist himself, but like as an engineer. Yeah, and um, yeah. so him. He was quickly actually the first uh, interview on YYYC episode one, season one. Oh really? Yeah, Rome was. Oh, yeah. that's crazy! I gotta rewatch that for that that particular reason. The yeah, fact that he's he can do multiple. Just so things. versatile, right? So versatile. Yeah, so out the box. Yeah. So I gotta rewatch that. But him too was like um, him taking me on, and I told him him. I I remember this conversation I had with him. I think it was December or January this year, and I was just like joking about it, kind of like not really serious, but like, hey Rome, I decided I don't want to record this album by myself. Uh, I'm gonna record it with you because I'm gonna do singing. <laughs> I'm just gonna sing, and then he's like, "That could work. We can try that." Who's like, so <laughs> yeah. he's like, hmm, "That could be really interesting for me too as an engineer." Like, so I was like, "Okay, this." Now that he took it, then I'm like, "Okay, here's someone I gotta work with. We gotta make this happen." Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad because, like, I think I wouldn't have tackled like this you know like learning melodies and singing and like doing different strategy within music making as much as i did especially incorporating live instrumentals and stuff like that it's things that i've not been there to do right, now right, that right, i have right. someone that would help me out on that i went all out on it so right, it's yeah. been really really fun amazing yeah <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of instrumentation on that album hell yeah a hell lot yes. of instrumentation you might give it give give us a few name of the the, the people who yeah, worked man. on it hell yeah man, well man. Uh, Timothonius from Haven Wawasi, you know. Yeah, yeah. Keith, uh, Keith Mueller from uh, Natural Twenty. I am the Mountain. What did um, he work on? Like, uh, he did uh, sax, sax and trumpet. 
Uh, we had Jason, um, who did the guitar solos, like the full, just one of my favorite solos. I, I think I'm gonna do guitar solos every song now. <laughs> <laughs> I think like when I look back in that song, I'm like, what rap song has guitar solos after like a chorus? Like it, it doesn't happen as much, yeah. but I feel like that guitar solo is so key and, and like having sax solos is like, I don't know how to go back without having those like instrumentation yeah. solos. Like the now feeling that he adds, like real music is really exactly, exactly. Just the feels on that, and um, yeah, man, just like shout out to Rome and Jay Zen too. Jay Zen and uh, Rome, they both uh, sampled the anime soundtrack, mm. so I gave them the the full soundtrack, and they were able to just chop it up. And then it was a it was really cool working with them because you know how people would just like chop up beats and oh here's a hip hop beat like, I flipped it for you and stuff like that. Yeah. I asked them, I told them straight up like. I want you to make it challenging for me. Don't even think about me that I'm going to hop on this beat. I want you to make it, make the sample and the beat so you, and then I'll figure out a way to jump on it. And Jay Zen went crazy on it. We made this song called Star Platinum. And it was like the craziest song I've ever jumped on because we don't know what it is. It's drum and bass. It's hip hop. It's like metal. We don't, dubstep. We don't know what it is, but Jay just made it and it's a very Jay Zen song. And I figured it out and it was hard, but... I think jumping on beats that you don't know how to jump on helps you grow. Right, right, I always right, say right, this, right, right. Right, 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 right? Exactly. I always say that between like jump, jumping on beats that you already know. I'm like, oh, that's so my beat. And then it's easy to jump on because you already know how you're going to flow to it. Right. I'd be the opposite where I'd like to jump on beats where I have no idea. Am I going to sing on this? Am I going to rap on this? How do I flow on it? Yeah. yeah so those are the, my favorite type beats. So we did a lot of that for this album. Nice. Hey. Shout out to Jason, man, for yeah. killing it on yes. that one too. Yes. In Rome. Cool, cool. Alrighty, there is, before we jump into the bus question, uh, which is going to be very, very soon I'm here. I'm so excited. Uh, don't uh, want to take too much of our fam times here, keeping it under the, sure. the few few 30 minutes or just a little more. Sure. Uh, your latest video, a uh, single, mm-hmm. that came out, and maybe you can help us a bit with the names. Like what? Hierophant Green. Hierophant Green. <laughs> yeah, featuring Kato Chosen. With the one and only Kato Chosen, Kato Chosen, which you guys can see right at the top there. Um, that was a fun video to shoot. It was a fun yeah, song. So. so how did that one come about? Uh, Hierophant Green. Okay, so I guess I'm going to talk about Kata Chosen for once, the why I had him in the song. He was the other guy that was with me at the Igor concert. So uh, we and him flew to Toronto. And at the same time... Shout out to Kata Chosen. Shout out to Kata Chosen. He was working on a project called Jowska. So we actually like talked about it. We were like, we were so inspired. We we're like, yo, this is my plans for next year. What if we did this? And he told me everything that Jowska was going to be. And I told him everything that Star Crusader was going to be. And um, it was just, uh, I'm like, I have to have you in this project. Because I feel like this is, we, we were like on the same path. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had it on the path. And then we did this event called Josuke versus Jowska. Yeah, yeah. It was a so <laughs> So yeah, we marketing. did like training videos and yeah, shit like man. that. Yeah, Shadows <laughs> Kate shows and he's been pushing me to do like more like entertaining skits and t- yeah. TikToks and IG reels yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. He's been he's on that. Very good. And I'm like yeah. taking lessons from him too. So we did that event and we were like very competitive with like how we showcase. And then Rome approached us and he says, yo, what if we continue this whole like kind of comedic, like alpha male, like 
always competing with yeah. everything thing. Yeah. But then we just do it as a music video for Hierophant Green, which he produced, by the way. Shout Rome, out to Rome again. Yeah, Rome produced this beat. So then he's like, yeah, I'm like, what are we going to use? I'm like, oh, just use my phone. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, so that was done with the phone. This was done on Rome's phone. I forgot what the, what the pro is. One shot seven or something. But this whole oh. thing was entirely done with him going like this on his phone. This is And just picking up angles and editing. And he did all the editing. Okay. And it's nuts. So yeah, that's so in the video, um, we're just at rec room competing on everything. And we were actually competing. Like okay. we weren't just acting. We were actually putting tokens or whatever the scan wristband is. Yeah. And we were actually playing DDR legit. We were playing ice hockey and then Rome just like filmed it and shit. How so, did you guys get the rec room? Like is it a matter of just like hit him up? Hit him we didn't up? hit up nobody. It was COVID. Nobody was going in the rec room. That's, uh, <laughs> so we came, there's like four people in the whole building. We're like, this is the perfect time to shoot the video. So that's so like I watched the video and I'm just like, wow, like the, the place is kind of like yeah. empty. Yeah, exactly. And it was just us the there, spot? right? Like, yeah. Otherwise, okay. it'd be so hard to film a video there because there'd be like rights. Like, oh, I don't want my face in this video. So it was so easy to just like not get in trouble. And we didn't right. even ask for permission. We just shot it out there. And it was like, it was just like a double date night with our girls too. Yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to Tola and Scarlett. Yeah, um, shout out to, to our ladies. Holding them down. Exactly, holding yeah. us down. So it was just a date night slash hangout. We just went floating and we just shot it. So one of the funniest videos we've ever shot. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, it's higher for green. <laughs> Check it out uh, now on uh, YouTube and hey. also on YYC Records. That's CA. Hey. Cool. Are we gonna jump into our bus question? All right, I'm excited. You know, I have so much more questions, but let's go on the bus question. Yeah, some buzz. I had. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> been eating candies, man. Been eating the kid. <laughs> um, so bus question started out with uh, bus four or three. Uh, shout out to the one and only Sheena that I miss dearly. Hey. Uh, Tora keep stuff going for her. So here we are with Tweezy Ramos and the bus question. Now you ready, sir? I'm ready. Twizzy Ramos, favorite food? Sushi. Cool. If you go to the bar, what's the first drink you order? Whiskey, just whiskey. <laughs> just raw? Yeah, just whiskey, Ooh, raw. On a drink. ice. <laughs> On ice. Damn. Yeah. Okay, favorite spot in Calgary? Spot? Like music spot. wise? Or? No, it doesn't have to be music wise. No. Like, <sighs> My home. Because yeah. <laughs> my home has everything that I go out to do yeah, no. all in one. Yeah. Okay, home. I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> exactly. Love my home. C train or Uber? Uber. Uber. <laughs> okay, Tupac or Biggie? Uh, Tupac. Okay. <laughs> okay, if you could feature anyone on your next track, your money's not a problem. Money's not a problem? Who would that be? So I, I would, I'm just gonna come off the top because I've been listening to him recently a lot more. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, listen to that album on the way here. So I'm just gonna come off the top. But there's so many, there's so many. But that would be messed up good. <laughs> Marilyn Manson, Tracy Ramos. If you still make some music, please tag Marilyn Manson on this interview so we can get maybe a feature in Calgary. That would be amazing. If you get anybody to produce your next album, mm. Money Is Not An Issue, who would that be? Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> Stay in your mind. <laughs> master. Yeah, master producer. Oh, yeah. my God. I, yeah. And that's because 
it's I've had a, there's a lot of good hip hop producers, Swiss Beats and stuff like that, like Tyler Creator that I would love to work with. But because Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails would produce something, like I said, that I would have no idea what to do with. So I feel like it'll shape me as an artist yeah, further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that was it for our bus question. Ooh, thanks. That's what. Quick and easy. Quick <laughs> and easy. Oh man, that got me sweat. <laughs> Those were good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're very close to the end of uh, our interview here. Hey. Well, I hit you up with uh, our last question. Just one more at the end, but like truly the last one. Um, the reason of our show, why what we see? Why do you think people should pay attention to the music being made here in Calgary, if not to what's missing to our scene mm -hmm. for people to pay attention mm -hmm. um, to Calgary? Um, I think why why see? Because I think our hip-hop scene is still pure mm. pure in a sense that um it's not overly saturated yet you know what i mean so you go to other cities there's just and this is not a bad thing but there's so much competition that you get you're just like a needle in a haystack you know yeah. what i mean no matter what yeah. like there's so much competition um and in here you can literally make a name for yourself it's 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 I wouldn't say it's like easy, but it's definitely easier because people are more supportive because we're we're all trying to build the city to get more notice together. Mm -hmm. So the competition mm -hmm. isn't at, as high to like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be better, I'm gonna be more well known than this artist. And right, then, right, we're right, all right, kind right, of right, right, right. still trying to help each other like notice YYC and stuff. So I always get happy when people like Cartel Madras and stuff like that Shit, would like get noticed. Just... Even like the um like Harm Franklin's Curtis Waters, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, things like Shit, that. Like man, like I get happy I I am definitely like, oh okay, proud proud of YYC artists and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? That come from here. So I think we're still trying to build up um our scene that it's still kind of homegrown it's not overly saturated uh we're supportive of each other and stuff like that and there's a lot of freaking talent here so much talent um god like you wouldn't know and i i talk to people daily that'd be like oh there's nothing going on in yyc oh there's not much you'd have to move to toronto or something yeah. like that but bro do you go out though like that's <laughs> what i always say like like have you gone out to shows like have you been to one ten at 10 right. where you Amazing will see 10 question. acts like you know yeah. what i mean like i will bring you to places where you will see acts what genre are you into i got you there's any type of music that you want whether it be electronic djs to like like not even like folk music to like yeah. hip hop. Yeah. There is things happening before COVID. Before COVID, there's <laughs> don't go out things, right now. Exactly, like... <laughs> exactly. There is yeah. things happening in Calgary for that genre, and we have kind of the niche genre starting to be a little bit more open now. Yeah. But I so, also so to that real quick. Then, yeah. So what's missing? Because this is the first time that mm -hmm. uh, at least in in this interview. Uh, people talked about the uh, the amount of music mm -hmm. and possibility to discover music that there is in Calgary. Yeah. So what is missing for us to be on the front stage then of the music industry? I feel like we have so yes, we can we can we can get more um, of the attention of like outside like you know around Canada and stuff. But I think what is missing, in my opinion, is our own sound. What is the Calgary mm -hmm. sound? Because. Yeah. You hear Toronto and you would know it's coming from hip hop, coming from the six mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm, Even mm -hmm. Vancouver has this like Western Canada, like Snack the Ripper, Mercury, it's like yeah. type sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is Calgary's sound? We haven't really found like 
you know, if somebody was to hear a song, it's like, that sounds so 403. Right. There's no such thing yet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, uh, there's yeah. only artists saying 403, Calgary, YYCs on their raps, but we haven't found our, our own, like, kind of style of hip-hop, at least, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so a bit more dinging on that. Than yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of people that are... Um, really unique and stuff and that are like pushing cultivating the culture and going boundaries and stuff like going outside the boundaries to create to to make like their hip-hop more unique Mm -hmm. right but there hasn't been the established like this is such a cultured sound that can only happen in calgary you know what i mean so like the reason why the a toronto sound is because drake is so big and like even like just the culture of like it, being in Toronto mm-hmm. is exactly like you 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 feel that in the music, right? right? right, right. We don't have that yet, right. I think, and I think, or maybe I just don't know, and I'm out of touch with Calgary's hip hop nah, or whatnot. I don't know, but about I think, that. Well, yeah, well, you yeah. you're not sure as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so, it was a sound, and I had that discussion before, and someone, and I said like in a previous interview, mm-hmm. uh, that someone was saying, well, no, we shouldn't have a sound per se because everybody is unique, and I was like, well, in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. People were all unique, but it was a New York sound. Yeah, you would know if it's um, East Coast between West Coast yeah, hip hop. You would yeah. know between so East Coast and West Coast beats, right? That you need. Yeah, exactly. Because identity. Because identity, exactly. Because when you have an identity or a sound, it can't be bad. Because especially nowadays with Spotify playlists and stuff, you hear this one sound and it's called let's let's make up a genre name. Let's say it's like it's a YYC genre name that they call it, right? Yeah. You know how like uh what's that thing that popularized from the UK? Um Grime. Grime, or, right? Really? So something yeah. like that, like grime, right? Let's say there's a certain genre name that specifies Calgary culture and sound, right? Mm-hmm. When they hear that one song, let's say it comes from like a Twizy Rattler, like myself. It's like, oh, I really like this Twizy Ramos guy. He has this, what genre is that like? Oh, this is that YYC sound. What's a YYC sound? All of a sudden there's a playlist of YYC artists that identifies with that sound. So they discover so much more and they're like, oh, I love the sound of Calgary. I'd love to like go to Calgary and see a festival within this sound, right? right? right so right. while it's good that we kind of have subgenres. When we have an identity of a sound, and we don't have to be boxed in and that's all we're going to sound like. Mm-hmm. But when we find that, I just think um, it'll be easier for other people outside of Calgary, outside of Alberta, in the States to recognize us and be like, oh, that's such a YYC sound. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I want that to be a term one day. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. It'll sound. happen. It'll happen. I think we have enough talent and creativity in this city. Um, it's a matter it of time. It's a matter of time, and when it happens, it happens. It's a matter of time. Right. It's not something you can force, man. It's all culture. Yeah. yeah. So the YYC sound. If you guys have a name that you want to use, or you think that we can use as a grime, you know, trap or whatever. Yeah. You know, drop that in the comments, so that becomes the name of the YYC sound. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. all work to develop. Oh, I can't wait to hear what that yeah. name that would, would be, be called. Exactly. We should yeah. do a little, a little challenge with this, though. Before oh, that'd be a that'd, that'd be a fun challenge. Yeah. yeah. Coming up on what records but yeah ladies and gentlemen that was the one and only twizy ramos man thank you for joining us oh dude that always was, thank you for having me yeah much love to everyone like, man much love was, everyone like, answering why what we see uh before you let everybody know is there anything you want to leave our guests with you know where to follow yeah stuff to listen to and if i may ask a little freestyle or you know rap your favorite bars you don't have to Ooh, but uh okay hit us before we let our guys go 
All right, well, uh, my name is Tuzi Ramos. That's T-W-I-Z-Z-I-E Ramos. I'm on Instagram as that. I'm on Spotify and all that. Um, yeah, man, like, I do a lot of... I make a lot of memes <laughs> on Instagram sure. and stuff. Um, Entertaining. I just try to be an entertainer. Aside from music, if you're not into just the music itself, I just try to do all sorts of other things. So, man, just hit me up and... Yeah, thank you for YYC Records having me. I guess I'll think I'll do a little acapella. Yeah, I guess. Didn't prepare myself for this, but haven't left my house in like seven days. Cooped up watching anime, blasting seven days in the 80s era, dreaming of becoming a pop star. So fuck a gun bar. It's that dream though. First time that I get to turn off my alarm clock, all the doors shut and the car stops. What? I'm used to living in my head. Car 13, think you're dripping by your dead. Always have a dose of people talking shit. I'm used to dose, baby ominous. I ain't gonna pose when you can handle it. I've been through the most, ain't no masking it. I learned to survive through the sickest mamba mentality. That's venom in my instincts. Are you getting this? All I'm saying is you bitches got no chance trying to duplicate my business. Yo, that's Hermit Purple off the first track of the new album. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. Available on Spotify and your favorite streaming services. Hey. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks man. so much, yo. I much appreciate love. that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was YYYC Season 4, Episode 3 with the one and only Twizy Ramos. Check us out on YYC Records. That's it for more. Follow us on IG at YYC Records for the hottest hip-hop and alternative music made in Calgary. And I'll chat to you guys very, very, very soon. Much love. Take care. Stay safe. Hey. Getting better at that marketing thing, eh? Said it all, so. Hope you've enjoyed this interview. Enjoy the beat. Season 4, episode 3, with the one and only Twizy Ramos. Much love. Talk to you guys very soon. Stay safe. Still here. Shout out to you. Peace.